Hey there, I'm Victoria, a certified Christian life coach, author, motivational speaker, and university educator, and I am obsessed with helping you navigate through life's ups and downs so that you can live day by day in God's peace despite the many external demands on your time and energy. The Choose to Think Inspirational podcast is about the delicate dance between God transforming you from the inside out and your personal responsibility for change, maturity, and refinement as a Christ follower. On the show, I'll help you connect the between your faith and your life in practical, meaningful ways while giving God room to do what only He can do and so that you can shine your light for Christ and be better equipped to serve your family and help others around you. You can change every area of your life one thought at a time. Welcome back to the Choose to Think Inspirational Podcast Brain Changer. Let's dive in. Hey there, this is Victoria, and welcome to a bonus episode of the Choose to Think Inspirational Podcast. This is something I'm going to do occasionally just to be totally unscripted, totally share with you something, just a life issue, something to encourage your heart, nothing terribly deep or profound, but maybe a story here or there, but just a way to connect with you listeners and let you know what's going on in my life as a 21st century Christian woman here in Kentucky trying to live life God's way with him and for him. A few months ago, my son Getty and his wife asked me, they said, hey mom, you want to join a bowling league with us this fall? And of course I said, absolutely, because that's what you do when your adult children invite you anywhere or ask you to do anything. It's such a privilege to be asked by them that you don't want to miss the opportunity. So for as much as I ever can, I always say, yes, of course. And luckily, fortunately, the actual day that the league played was on a Thursday. And as we were coming into fall, generally that's a pickleball day for Jim and me, but we were able to easily transition over to bowling. So for about two, three months or so, we've been bowling and our name, our team name was, I think they called us the sandbaggers, which like to sandbag, if you don't know, that means like you've got all this talent and people won't think you do. And then in the end you come back and win. So it was really a good and fitting title for our team. On the team, it was my son, Getty and his wife, Kristen, Jim and me, my husband, Jim, And then Jim's stepdad, uh, his name is Dennis, and then Jim's son, Cameron. So there were six of us all together, two girls and then the four guys. The way the league ran is that you had to have one girl bowling every single game. And for a series of Thursdays, we met in like for, we bowled three games. It might've lasted two hours. We had to bowl three games in about two hours. And Kristen and I would just go back and forth and, you know, maybe she would roll one and then I would do the next one. And then we might split out the third one. There were handicaps given along the way. And anyway, it was just so much fun. It was through Lexington Sports and Social, I think, or Lexington Social and Sports, something like that. And we were actually bowling at a place called Malibu Jacks. So every Thursday we would go and bowl. And, you know, I'm not the greatest bowler. I enjoy it, but my kids and I would take them occasionally on a Friday family fun night. We would be bored and we would go bowling and, you know, just something for fun and to kind of be out late and enjoy 
whatever's going on late and just to drive into Lexington. Cause at that time I, I lived in Midway and so maybe it was a 30 minute drive to the bowling alley and I'd pile all these kids in the van and we'd go bowling. That would just be something that we would do. And then sometimes the kids would play pool after we bowled, or maybe they would play, you know, like some of those video games or the basketball hoops. And anyway, so bowling has always been fun, but never anything I took very seriously. So I'm like, okay, guys, yeah, I want to do this, but I may not be your best bowler. But I knew I could, I was decent. I wasn't horrible, but I was fairly decent. So I thought I could do pretty well. And as the weeks passed, would you believe that we were in first place? Somehow the sandbaggers were in fourth place. What I loved most about our team is the fact that we had three generations bowling. Three. We had a, like a grandfather. We had us, you know, my generation, the parents or the children of, you know, going down. And then we had the, the, grandchildren, what would be the grandchildren. So we had all these age groups and we're going to a place that is filled with maybe twenties and thirty somethings, if you know what I mean. And there's, of course, there they may be drinking or everybody's having pizza and there's like a bar area. And anyway, it, I mean, actually it was kind of family friendly, but they did serve alcohol at least at that time, but loud, loud music, you know, dimmed lights and very clean place and all of that, but just not where you might see us or see, you know, maybe what you would expect at a bowling alley. I don't know what your idea of a bowling alley is. At any rate, it was a, a just so unique that we would walk in there, you know, this older elderly gentleman who, by the way, is an excellent, excellent bowler, incredible bowler. And Jim's son also bowled in high school. He's an excellent, excellent bowler. And um, and then Getty, Kristen, Jim, and I, we were just like, mm, okay, we're going to do this for fun. But we had those two guys who were really, really, really good. And as it turned out, we bowled all these weeks and we, we landed in first place. Now we needed to, to miss on one given Thursday. And because we, I guess they filtered in zeros for that by default, we lost. And so that put us actually in second place. So the day came for the playoffs, which was just last night. And the way it was working is I think there were four, one, two, three, four slots to bowl, like starting at six o'clock. Well, because we were ranked high, you know, as far as all the teams involved, I think there were 20 some teams total. Then we got to buy the first round. So we didn't bowl until seven. And our first bowling match, we we won pretty, you know, we 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 were kind of neck and neck and so forth, but we came out on top. And I bowled kind of decent. I didn't hit a hundred. I think I got maybe ninety-seven. The second match, we were, I, you know, I don't know what happened to me, but I totally barreled out. And there's a lesson to this story, so hang on. Kind of a moral to the story. I, I don't know what happened. I, I got really, suddenly I got nervous and I thought I'm, I'm going to, I'm the worst one, you know, on our team. Number one, everyone else is busting a hundred, getting close to 200, whatever they're going to, you know, they totally have to carry me, but I was nervous because it was so much fun. And do you remember all those episodes I've done about pickleball and how competitive I am and how much I want to win? And well, I learned something about myself last night because what happened is during that second game, 
we were really neck and neck with these other people. And you, you're you in the, like, you're doing two lanes that are side by side with them. And that's the only team you're competing with in, the, in these playoffs. And they, they took raw scores, no handicaps or anything like that. So we absolutely had to win. We had to come out with knocking down more pins than the other team that was in our little hub, like aisle or lane five and six, for example. We were naked. So you can see their scores. We're neck and neck with them the whole time, duking it out. And would you believe that I, my confidence just left me altogether. Suddenly it was as if I couldn't even walk and throw the ball down the lane. It was, I mean, it was embarrassing in ways. And so I'm, I'm like, Lord, what is wrong with me? What is going on here? And so there goes the ball and it goes into the gutter once. And then here I come back and I turn around and I'm just, and first of all, you have to know that the other players on our team are so kind and sweet and compassionate. And they're, they're just saying, Hey, Victoria, we're just going to have fun. It doesn't matter. It's just an amateur bowling league. Who cares? We're just here to have fun. Let this just be fun. But I felt like I was letting them down. Have you ever felt that way where you know, especially on a team sport where if you don't pull your weight, so to speak, everybody's depending on you and maybe you're just not doing very well. And suddenly I was so in my head, like I have been before in pickleball and I was focusing, my thoughts were all about how I was letting them down. I'm not a good bowler. Matter of fact, I told Jim, I said, I feel like I'm going to need to puke. That's the word that I used because I was getting sick in my stomach. He then got a pizza, which let me just tell you, I ate a piece of that and that didn't help. But um, anyway, it, I, I was so in my head and my thoughts were negative. They were put downs to myself. They were, you know, I was just banging myself for my inability to bowl. Isn't that silly? Doesn't that sound silly? But the thing is, is I know you do that too, and it may not be with bowling. And that's one of the reasons that I'm so passionate about the Choose to Think Inspirational podcast, because choosing to think is a lifelong drill. It's a lifelong discipline. And even though I could recognize my thoughts, they kind of overpowered me last night in the bowling alley, and I couldn't find a way to disengage from them. And at any rate, we got down to the end, the last two frames. And this is the other thing that that would happen. It seemed like somewhere in there, I rolled a strike. And then, and I don't really exactly understand the scoring for bowling, you may, but apparently if you roll a strike, the next ball in the next frame that you roll is really important because you kind of get to hang that score back to the frame where you actually hit the strike. I don't really know how it works, but in the spare is kind of the same way. It's good to do a spare and it's good to hit a strike. So I had actually had a strike and then the next ball I rolled into the gutter. So I totally didn't get the benefit of having done the strike like normal people would get. Okay. So that in and of itself was so defeating as well. Okay. So we're down to the last two frames and I rolled the, the pin down and I hit, or the ball down and I hit one pin out of the 10. One just kind of clipped the edge, almost went into the gutter. 
I was disappointed, but I thought, okay, I, I can do it. I'm going to do it. And I was giving myself all these pep talks. I was already so down and Jim even recognized, he's like, oh my gosh, Victoria, you sunk so low, so fast. And so I picked up the ball and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. Lord, please help me. I rolled the ball down. It went into the gutter. That was frame nine. So this other team were playing on this, you know, the second match of the night and you had to win to advance. Otherwise you were out neck and neck with them. And then lo and behold, we're in the 10th frame. And I had asked to bowl first because you, you put what's called the person who's the anchor, your best bowler goes last. And that would have been Cameron. Uh, and he's just an excellent bowler. And so, he, you know, the anchor can withstand the pressure. And I love that it was called when they told me that last night as we were, I just said, I want to go first. I don't want the pressure. Just let me get my bowls out of the way. And whoever, you know, I don't want to be last. So, but I love the name because we know that Christ is an anchor for our souls. And at that moment, I certainly wasn't relying on Christ as my anchor. And I wasn't thinking thoughts that he would ever say to me. I was really agreeing with the enemy of my soul in this competitive was rising up. But on the flip of that was a whole lot of pride and a whole lot of self-focus. And I couldn't seem to disengage from it. So the 10th frame arrives. I throw a gutter ball, the first ball. The second one, I throw a gutter ball. So I went out of that game with three gutter balls in a row and only one pin out of 20 possible pins that I could have knocked down. And I was, I just turned around. I could have cried. I'm just like, I mouthed to them because you can't hear because the music's so loud. I'm just like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And, you know, they had been giving me tips, you know, hold your shoulders straight, make sure the ball comes out this way and, and just have fun and don't worry about it. You're trying too hard. You know, all the things that you try to say to someone to encourage them. So we get down to everyone else balls and they did fantastic. Their last frame was incredible. And sure enough, Cameron, this guy who Cameron, you know, you kind of are bowling against the person in the same spot as you on the other team. And your whole objective is if I can just beat that person and everybody else on my team can beat the opposing player, then we're going to win. And so it came down to this gentleman that Cameron was faced off with had I want to say that he had, he had four strikes in a row and then got into the 10th frame and you keep getting extra shots at it, extra times to roll on the last frame if you hit a spare or a strike. And would you believe that, that it came down to that last little bit? Because I think my total was only 60 some points. I so lost opportunities to give us points to win that game and to even help us win the game really. And Cameron, so that guy would bowl, strike. Cameron picked up the ball. He bowled, strike. That guy picked up the ball. He bowled, strike. Cameron picked it up and he got, he, he hit like, I don't know, eight down or something. Then he got the spare and somehow, and I may be saying this in the wrong order, but somehow he got one more time. The guy had his third ball in the 10th frame, strike. Cameron on the third attempt, strike. So would you believe that we won that game by seven pins? Seven. That's it. And I was at once exhilarated and I felt so proud of these gentlemen I was playing with on my team.
And Jim said something so profound to me. He's like, Victoria, that's what a team is all about. Because in our marriage, every day I look at Jim and I say, you know, we make the best team. And he'll say that occasionally to me. He'll say, you know, remember, we make the best team because remarriage is tough. Marriage is tough. And we've got to remember that we're on the same team. We're heading in the same direction. And we're not always going to be perfect. You're not always going to be perfect in all of your attempts. But if you can get on a team where when you fall, someone's there to pick you up, then that can give you the encouragement you need to continue this race. And you may say, well, I don't have anybody on my team. I'm single. I'm not married. I don't even have good friends who will help me. Well, you do have a good friend who will help you. And his name is Jesus Christ. He is a friend who loves more than a brother with love. He loves you so much that he even gave his life for you. And he tells you in a personal message that you can cast your cares on him. You can really throw them to him. You know, like you roll the ball down the lane, you could just roll your cares right on over to him. And he's there to pick up the pieces, even the broken pieces of your life. You are not alone. That's what teams do. Even Jesus goes so far to say, take up my yoke upon your shoulders. My yoke, like an oxen. Think of a cattle or an oxen yoke. Jesus is saying, I've got one that I want you to wear. Don't put on the one that you think you're, you need to wear because it's heavy and it's going to weigh you down. I want you to wear my yoke. So I challenge you today, listener, dear friend, you know, I don't know who you might be, family member even, but I challenge you to put on the yoke of Christ. Allow Christ to be the the leader in your team. He is the anchor of your team. And just for those of you who want to know how we did in the whole tournament, we had to play one more game in the show off, the final game. And we won. I actually bowled my very best game. I think when we won that second game and those guys so carried me on that game and Jim made that comment, like that's what teammates do. Then I thought, okay, I, I'm going to, I'm going to ditch all that toxic thinking, ditch that sour face, ditch that bad self-focused attitude and by gum, I'm going to have fun and I'm just going to bowl. I'm going to throw the ball down the lane. And that's exactly what I did. And I ended up bowling the very best game I've ever bowled in my life. So there's a little bonus episode. I didn't want to forget. And, you know, I, I have so many of these thoughts where I, I think, oh God, may you be glorified in all of this. It's such a, a tangible story, but, but. And I want you to always remember from this story that as you're doing life, you're not alone. You're a part of a team. You have Christian brothers and sisters who are here for you. And if you ever want to chat with me, I'm so happy to jump on a Zoom call with you. Anything I can do, you can even just email me at choose to think at gmail.co. And that's with the number two, choose to think, all one big word, at gmail.co.co. 
the dot com was taken was already bought whatever so email me and and just let's chat via email if you want tell me what you want to hear tell me how you're feeling tell me what thoughts you're struggling with i really really do mean it i really would love to know just recently a gal reached out who had listened to the podcast she said yeah i'm going to take you up on that on that strategy session or that mentoring session i just want to Liz, I want I want to see what you have to say about the difficult life issues that I'm facing. I you know I don't have clarity. I don't have I don't have freedom. I don't have um, you know I just am so overwhelmed and my thoughts are chaotic. So I sat with her for about an hour and we just went through a few things. I took a few notes and I gave her a few tips and tricks that I've tried that have helped me where overcome the very scenarios that she was also facing. So happy to do that with you. You can jump on over to the website. It is www.choosetothink.co, as I said, and again, that's with the number two. If you email me, it's choosetothink at gmail.com. That would be my email, choosetothink at gmail.com. We've got so many amazing things coming on the podcast. I mean, amazing, amazing. And I want to make sure that you're tuning in. So if you would subscribe or even share the link with someone, that would mean the world to me. If you could write a review on Apple Podcasts, oh my goodness, I would be doing backflips for that because every time anyone does that, it helps with the algorithm and helps us get across the screen or the phone of someone who's trying to find a good Christian podcast to listen to. So please do that. That would help. I have a class coming up called the Fired Up Mind class, and it launches February the 2nd. That's a Thursday. This class is 12 weeks long, and it comes with weekly coaching. So we meet every Thursday from 630 to 8 on Zoom. I'll provide, of course, the link for you. But the class also has 12 videos that you can watch anytime. It has homework, downloadables, and you're going to be with a very small group of women as we look at why we are emotional eaters. Why do we go to food for comfort? We're going to unpack some of that and get get through and get over our food fax, fixation. So if you're even looking, you say, hey, I don't really have a food fixation, but I want to get healthy. Now's my year. This is my time. Then this class is really for you because let me tell you, it's not really about food. Food is only the object of your affection. It's not what we really focus on so much. We give tips and and tricks on how to deal with the thoughts that may be causing you to go to food for comfort or to emotionally eat or just to veg out and eat things that you know in the long run are not healthy for you and are not going to help you reach your overall health goals. Because I know you want to live both emotionally and physically at your best. And I'm going to help you do that in that class. You can go over to the website, choose to think.co and click online course and you'll find a student testimonial there. Also, one other really quick announcement is the choose to think everyday devotional, you know, that I published. I just now just hot off the press is the journal that goes with that very devotional. So I don't want you to miss it. It's $4.99 available on Amazon. So check us out over there. But until next time, you keep living your best thought life. Much love and appreciation for you. God bless you. 
And that's a wrap, Brain Changer. And listen, if you like what you hear, would you leave us a one to two sentence review at Apple Podcasts, share the link with a friend, or tag me on your share on social media? It would mean the world to me and would help us to keep shining the light of Christ and sharing the good news to others who are in need of encouragement. Please visit us on our website at choosetothink.co. That's with the number two, choosetothink.co, to get on our monthly newsletter list. And if you need a guest speaker for your next women's retreat or church event, I'm your gal. Email me at choose to think at gmail.com. And that's with the number two, choose to think at gmail.com. Finally, I offer limited free mentoring sessions each month where you and I can chat to help you develop a strategy for your thoughts in any area of your life. I'm a certified life coach and I have something to share. Visit choose to think.co and click on mentoring for more details. Also, keep in mind that the messages on this show are for informational and educational purposes only. Please consult your medical doctor for all medical issues. Thank you again for tuning in. God bless you.